When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. We'll talk uh, Waste Management Open, Mike Shuhart, Wilderness Ridge Golf. About 20 minutes, uh, well, hold on, 15 minutes away. We say hi to Mike Babcock from HaleVarsity.com and a magazine at MD Babs on Twitter. Babbers, uh, sometime you're going to have to show us your collection of Grateful Dead figurines. Uh, and I sent you that tweet to uh, of Bill Walton getting his party on yeah. in his Grateful Dead shed. Uh, do you have a dead shed out back? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I've only got a couple of uh, Jerry Garcia figures. I, <laughs> they're pretty old, actually. <laughs> Those are sweet, though. I mean, the the, the Walton he was uh, he was ready to go, man. Getting ready for uh, the Conference of Champions coverage, of course, this weekend. But can I kind of say a, a dead shed sounds way too Silence of the Lambs for me? No, no. I mean, if you're going to go anywhere weird, you got to go Dexter. He had a shed at one point, okay. I think, in season three. Sure, but no dead shed. I mean, a place you can go play your music and relax. Uh, do your thing. So, Babbers, uh, we're talking football here. Returning production. We are focusing on uh, one of our favorite topics, the offensive line. Do you feel about some of the names that are back? Springs a, a bit away. I get that part of it. I, I understand that the uh, the stats aren't kind to Nebraska. But, man, um, if they get coached up and, and hit their ceiling, could you could have a good offensive line. That's Matt Rule's plan anyway. Yeah, well, as you guys indicated, um, emphasized the coach is back, the offensive line coach is back in Riley. I think that's positive. I think they've brought in enough guys. Oh, you guys just turned into circles there for a minute, but uh, – um, See the dead shed. <laughs> <laughs> I look better as a circle. We got to do that. You're good. Um, You're good. But you know, I think with the coach back and and the guys that are returning, plus the guys that they're bringing in, what I like about it is the competition. You know, there's going to be competition. That's going to make you better. And and I agree with you, Smitty, that what you said, it's a tradition going back to the Osborne era, that you need to find at least a third tackle, somebody that can play on either side. You need to find at least a third guard, somebody that can play on either side. And you need to get those guys have an opportunity to get into games in situations where it matters. They don't just sit on the sideline and watch. They have to be in the game at a point where it matters. So you rotate those guys in. Typically, you don't rotate the center unless there's an injury problem or whatever. But the tackle and guard thing is, I think, is important. And again, I think it has to be emphasized that they've got to get in games when it matters, those backup guys, so that it essentially feels like you've got at least, at minimum, seven offensive linemen that are ready to go that are prepared. And I think the competition in the spring will give you an opportunity to have that with guys coming back Teddy, for example, if he can stay healthy, um, 
he can develop. He's still got room to develop, obviously. He's got the size to play in the Big Ten, obviously. Um, really need to keep him healthy. I think he's got an opportunity to to be a, a key figure in that offensive line if he can stay healthy. But again, it's the competition. It's the guys that are coming in, dealing with the guys that are returning, and what do they produce in that competition. Mike, I think as it stands right now, it's fair to say that this offensive line is probably the weak link of this football team. Despite We haven't seen these guys in the field. We haven't seen what this coaching staff has done with them. But I think as it stands right now, that's that's a pretty reasonable thing to say. Would you, would you agree with that? And would you say the question right now is how weak is that link? Um, I, I, I wouldn't use the word weak. I would use the word uh, – Question. There's more question about the offensive line than there probably is in other areas. Um, I, you know, I don't want to say uh, weak link because I don't think I think they have the potential to be decent, at least if, if, if not pretty good. Uh, begin what we've said and what you guys have been talking about. Um, so I wouldn't use the word weak, but it's probably the one question area, um, pr- maybe on either side of the ball. Um, where you have to have some answers, and that's going to come hopefully in the spring. You're going to see some of that. And I, I guess what I mean by weak link is just the fact that if I was an opposing defensive coordinator in the Big Ten or just an opposing head coach, if I was watching Nebraska's game film from last year, my game plan would be find a way to, to overwhelm that offensive line. That, that's the area of the team that you're going to test first in your game plan as you prepare for this Husker team. That, that's, that's where I was coming from. Yeah, no, and, and I agree, and, and, and that's good too because the offensive line this year is not going to on film from last year uh, for the most part because of injuries and because of guys that are no longer here and guys that are coming in. Mike, get a switch gears. Uh, Coach Bolt met with the media today. Husker baseball, plenty of expectations a year ago at this time. Uh, They did not live up to those. Probably some chemistry issues, injury issues as well, and you've got a retooled roster. What's your take on Big Red Baseball here as things get going the 17th? Well, I have a lot of respect for Will Bold as a coach. You know, he's a, he's a, I, I go back to that gritty beats pretty uh, kind of mantra, and that's very uh, uh, characteristic of, of the way they do things. Um, so I think that there's reason for optimism. I think they brought in some good guys. I, I'm really interested in in uh, seeing uh, Caleb Clark pitch, the guy from uh, Ontario, Canada, um, because as a freshman, uh, Will Bolt really talked him up today, and it sounds like he has tremendous potential. So, um, you know, there's a that, that speaks a lot. I think if you're if the head coach in a preseason uh, news conference starts talking about a freshman pitcher. Um, and uh, uh, he's one of the guys that he talked most about, actually. Um, I think that that speaks well for you. Um, you seem to indicate that they've got uh, maybe uh, three starters in mind, and they're maybe looking for fourth that first series that they play four games. He said uh, they had probably three pitching spots for starters set up. It's great for a guy like Shea Shanneman to come back and do – take that attitude of whatever you need me, you know, if you need me as a reliever, that's what I'll do kind of thing. Uh, Ephraim Cervantes elected a captain. There's a guy that whatever you, wherever you need me, you know, I'll play in the infield. I'll do whatever it takes. That kind of attitude fits into the bolt plan, I think. 
And uh, again, I think there's reason for optimism because of the guys that have come in. If they can, if they can fit in with the guys that are coming back, guys like Max Anderson, uh, uh, Griffin Everett, um, those kind of guys. If if you can mesh, that's the thing, I guess. Uh, if you've got a lot of new guys or you got guys that are going to play uh, new roles in the situation, how do they fit? And to me, that's the big question. But I, again, I have a lot of respect for Will Bolton and his staff, what they're going to do and what they're going to demand of players. And uh, I think the players will respond to that. Mike Babcock's with us here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. And Mike, as you watch the first few weekends of the season for Husker baseball, what are you going to be watching for to gauge how good this team can be as the year goes on? I think that starting pitching thing is, is, is big. Um, if you can do that, and, and again, health. You know, a guy like uh, Kyle Perry, you know, can he stay healthy? Um, that, that's the thing for me. I, it, it's probably the thing for, for anybody that looking at pretty much at any team is, what, what does your pitching look like? You know, do you have a couple, three starters that you can count on? And do you have guys that can come in from the bullpen and get the job done when necessary? And I think Nebraska – has the pieces, if they can fit that together, I think that they're in a pretty good position there. Um, and, you know, believe. You know, you got to believe in yourself. That's the thing. Babbers, who's going to be the uh, the Tomanaga tonight against Michigan? Who's going to give Fred some uh, career-high numbers? And you can say Kisei. Yeah, he's not off the board. <laughs> I was going to say Tomanaga um, in response to your question, who's going to be the Tomanaga um, but with Nebraska basketball, we see it seems to change from game to game. You know, one of the, one of the players that uh, you know, I, Sam Hoiberg has really stepped up. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, he is very aggressive uh, defensively. He really hustles. He works hard on defense. Uh, he moves, and when Nebraska moves the ball a little bit, I think that's offensively. I think that's when they're most effective. And uh, but uh, yeah, Tomanaga. Uh, I'd like to see him follow up with something. You guys also mentioned C.J. Wilcher earlier. You know, early in the season, uh, C.J. would take a three-point shot, and you felt pretty good about the situation. And then he's gone through a slump here. He, ha- he really hasn't played to the same level that he did early in the season. I think at some point he could have a breakout. Uh, he could have a breakout game because he's he has the talent, the ability to do it, but he just hasn't been getting it done here lately. Uh, to the degree that hit to the standard that he set, his season high I think is eighteen against Indiana, but you were always eleven to thirteen down, right? Or you'd maybe push it to under yeah. ten, but you really never got over the hump there. But you know, it's just kind of a mixed bag with Nebraska. I don't think Michigan's invincible by any means. They're just uh, kind of sleepwalking. Uh, one minute they're really good on a. On a, on a given night against a big-name opponent, and sometimes they're just out to lunch. But talent-wise, they have uh, enough talent to drill most teams in the league. They just haven't put it together. Babbers got about 90 seconds here. Let's talk Super Bowl 57. And uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to? Are you going to be breaking out a Sioux jersey? Um, no, I'm going uh, to be impartial. I'm not going to root for one side or the other. I'm just going to look for a a good game. You know, I hope it's a competitive game. I think that has the potential to be that uh, because I think these are probably the two teams that belong in this game. And, uh, and so, uh, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick one side or the other, although 
Um, you got uh, Big Sue and you got uh, Jack Stoll mm-hmm. and uh, Cameron Jurgens and uh, who am I forgetting on KC? You got, you got DiCaprio uh, Boodle. Got yeah, Boodle, that's right. So you got some Husker uh, influence there, a little more on the Philadelphia side, but Kansas City's a little closer to us. So, um, And Patrick Mahomes is the definition of gritty. <laughs> He'll yeah. do whatever it takes to get the job done. Um, but uh, Philadelphia has to be able to stop Chris Jones. Good call. That's for sure. No, they're, uh, the, the lines of scrimmage look to be uh, favored for the Philly D line and, and Philly O line. But, you know, Chris Jones has been a man on a mission this postseason. Babbers, real quick, what do you got coming up with Hale Varsity, bud? Well, the magazines, uh, we're getting ready for the magazine uh, next week, I think next midweek. And uh, we've got some uh, some good stuff. I'm not going to say what it is, but um, we're starting to get the copy in there. And, and uh, it's going to be uh, – I just read a – actually, I just edited a thing that uh, Brady Oatmans did about the uh, all the newcomers coming oh, in here, you know, um, which to me is interesting because I can't keep up with the guy. 39 newcomers coming in on the football team. Um, so – that kind of helped me uh, get get coordinated a little bit uh, by position, but uh, yeah, it's going to be. Uh, uh, I think we've got a uh, a softball story um, coming in, and uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Babbers, thanks for the time today, bud. Thanks for having me, guys.